nice things. Hello, good evening and welcome to another fun-packed, thrill-filled, where the bloody hell have you been edition of Nice Things. Nice Things. The antidote to modern living. And joining me, Sir Michael Livesley, this week we have... My name is Paul Carmichael and I've got a lovely cup of Earl Grey tea here. And if you haven't got a lovely cup of Earl Grey tea, maybe you should think again. Have you got a lovely cup of Earl Grey tea there, Michael? I've not. And I'll tell you what, I haven't got anything for some reason because it's been one of them mornings. Um, mm. I prefer Lady Grey, which Morrison's have on special for three forty nine for a jolly large box at the moment. So I'm oh, tempted yeah, that... and I shall be availing myself of said thing shortly. Now, this is, this is what I was thinking just before. I don't think I've ever seen you drink tea. No, a strange thing happened about five or six years ago right. insofar as um, got a coffee machine, you know, yeah. and then bean to cup jobbies. Mm. And because I started doing that ketogenic diet thing, mm. um, I started getting into using cream instead of milk. Yes, yeah. And fresh ground coffee and fresh double cream is jolly tasty. So um, I saw the box yesterday right. on the shelf. Oh. And I thought to myself, you know what? Winter's coming in. Mm. S- Lud Sing Cuckoo. Mm. Um, I'm going to crack. I'm going to get a box of that. Excellent. And um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do this winter. Lady Grey, have you not had it? Oh no, I've had Lady Grey because it's got more of it. Is it is it bergamot? It's got it's, more in. It's like Earl Grey, but a little bit more so. Yes, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's got more of whatever the sweet. Hey, have you ah? Uh, Go on, ah, listen on. to me. Have you ever had Twining's Chai? C H A I. No, I haven't. No. Lovely. Now I have had Chai. Glastonbury in the Chai tent. Oh, I. It's a. <laughs> It's a 90s memory, yeah. but I do remember thinking it just tasted like someone had just gone, there's a bit of, there's a sort of random bird's nest floating on the Ganges, boil that up, drink that. That's nah, what I thought it what tasted What I like. had, it was one morning at Glastonbury, right. uh, hungover as you can imagine, Ooh, yeah. and with some, you know, very bright hippie girl who was mm. just like, I know exactly what to do. You know, she took charge. Oh, yes. In the way ladies can do when there's a hangover brewing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right, off your ass. And I was marched around to the t- to the chai tent mm. at Glastonbury and was given this chai and a lump of really nice cake. Oh, it was gorgeous. But really? that chai I had there was beautiful. So it didn't taste of twigs and bird shit then? There was twigs in it. I don't recall any bird shit. Why is there very- going to be twigs in it? What's well, there that Now, have you buy the Twinings version? So they've sieved the twigs out. They removed the twigs in the factory at Twining Town. Right. I'm so going to buy a box this afternoon. Right, no, that's fine. Okay, but tea is leaves, correct? Yes. Tea leaves, they grow off the branch. You tea don't add the branch. Leaves. Yes, you don't... Tea, okay. <laughs> You don't use, you don't add the branch, do you, and boil it down? No, but chai's got cinnamon in it, hasn't it? So there could have been a cinnamon stick in it and whatnot. I don't like any of that nonsense, really. It's an interesting thing. You don't cook curries, do you? Not from scratch, what? like. Well, I, yeah, I'll I'll do a korma. Oh, I mean, right. when you very when you say from scratch, do you mean actually making the paste? Yeah. No, absolutely not. So in cinnamon sticks. Mm. That some recipes call for, and mm. some recipes call for cassia bark, 
But yeah. you might get a recipe which has got both in. You know what right. I mean? The cinnamon stick mm. is the bit in the middle, and the cassia bark is the stuff on the outside. It's the same plant. I don't so, know why I felt you needed to know that. Well, I think it is important, because what you're saying now is they could actually be bothered to unpeel the cinnamon stick and add it, but what they do is they throw the whole lot in. No, no, no. You'll get some cinnamon in the tea. Right. But I'm just saying there's another Indian spice called cassia bark, and those two things are the same plant. Well, I don't know about that one. I, I know, but know I, find, I just sent in. to you... No, just, that would no, no, explain... No, 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 no. There's no cassia bark in the chai as, as a rule. There's like, so you'll get cardamom, won't you? You'll get cinnamon. They'll get someone writing in now going, oh, no, Mr. Luke. Who, uh, uh, and someone wrote in last week, didn't they, Mr. Carmichael? I can't help but notice that you're alone on screen this week. Yes, I am a mm. bit. Where is he? He's up there. He's actually, he's right up on the high shelf in front of the Callan DVDs. Yes. No, that's not the devil. No. It's not. Hang on, I'm getting him. Oh, dear. Mr. Carmichael is about to perform one of Christ's right. invocations. This is not Satan. Can we make that very clear here? It is this, not this Satan. This is a Nymon. Uh, but we did have... There he is. Look. He's yep. a Ni- Nymon. So, but we did get uh, so, uh, an interesting email, didn't we? What did, we did it refer to him as? Balfamet. Balfamet. Yeah, there's Balfamet. I've always thought of him more as a Derek than a Balfamet. Who's the actor who played him? Clifford something. I'll have to check that one. Not Clifford Rose, obviously. Clifford Satan. Something like that, yes. No, they... Uh, I mean, they are magnificently bad costumes. Oh, terrible. Because they're so damn tall. They're about eight foot tall with the horns, okay? But they had to wear platform boots, 70s platform boots. These loincloths. And then the heads just look ungainly. So mm. they hired dancers to do it. Um... But that is one of my first memories of being terrified, is of these frigging things. But I, I was only, I was four and a half when that, it was Christmas. It was my fourth Christmas when I encountered these You saw things. them and you remember I saw them, them. yes. Terrifying. But well, it's they were terrifying. Now. Anything yeah. like that would sort of trigger some kind of... Uh, you know, Catholic reaction in me. So I do, well, I, I do realise well, where the email's concern that. comes it's from. It's more than that, isn't it? We were talking this week about race memory mm. and um, how that can be a thing. Now, if it's, it's a really simple thing, isn't it? Obviously, we've got the fear of the horned beast and that sort of thing. But where does that come from? Well, it comes from the fact that goats are pricks, basically. A goat won't do what you want it to, will it? <laughs> so you've got all these people peasants and they're basically they've got sheep and the sheep are well behaved and all that's lovely and then they go let's get a couple of goats and they get these friggin things that come in goats are mental aren't they i mean have you seen them uh, that clip from probably a david attenborough where they're up the side of a bloody cliff and it's like that that can't happen but goats just go no it's happening no no i'm gonna walk up it not last you've got that you've got them spitting at people you know they're just They're lunatics, and I yeah. think what they did was that that's the association, that's the race memory of the first time someone got a, a goat's horn up his ass, And now we've got, oh, horned beast is therefore evil, it will go for your bomb. And I think that, if you follow it back from Neolithic times, that's where that'll come well, from. Well, they've proved it, haven't they? Haven't they done experiments with... I'm probably wrong, but they've done experiments with... I think it's a chicken or something, and... They've got animals that have been raised in captivity. 
Right. Totally, like five generations of them. I think it's chickens. It's something like that. It's not the most terrifying satanic animal. No, 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 no. But what they've done is these are chickens who for many generations have never seen a predator because they've been in captivity. Yeah. And then they've had them in like wherever they keep them in labs or whatever. And they simulate like the shadow of a bird of prey going overhead. And it's like, oh, yeah. And they all run off. Yeah. Because it's in there. It's mad, isn't it? Well, that's, I mean, you know why so many of us are afraid of heights, snakes and spiders, don't you? Because they'll bite me. Because they'll bite you and they'll, you'll fall off a cliff. But because anyone in our past who mm-hmm. wasn't afraid of such things mm. didn't tend to live, didn't have children, didn't mm. contribute to the sort of whole pool of human knowledge. Mm. And we are the kids, the ancestors of the survivors, aren't we? And they were all people who went, snake, no. Absolutely. But then you've also got, you've got that wonderful bi- biological side, haven't you? Like, that's why when you're a kid and you give them broccoli and stuff like that, Filth. it tastes like earwax. Mm. But that's, that's because, you know, your taste buds are, are really attuned for anything that might be dangerous or bitter because kids just pick mm. stuff up. So that, that does taste horrific to that child. And that's it's only an when interesting you, point. Yeah. Well, it's only later when you've gone through... You know, you've gone through puberty and stuff like that. Suddenly, broccoli tastes like broccoli because it's like, okay, the dangerous. Well, it's not past. You're going to you... say that blue cheese is the same thing next. I'm just going to say that's lovely. I oh, ate I've got... a little corner of some blue cheese last oh. night. I avoided the blue bit, and it still tasted a paint. I had to mix it with. Have you had uh, black garlic? Yes, yes. We ate it as children, you know. <laughs> I had it when I lived in. Vienna, and I was on the royal family steam train, you know, each night. Then you I'm, like the royal family? Uh, you know. Royal best. family, my ass. You don't like them, do you? I, I, hate, I hate that. I mm. absolutely hate that. There is Weird. nothing about that programme that I think is worthy of... They just destroy the tapes, all yeah. of them, and, and criminalise owning the DVDs. But have it yeah. like after, you know, like when some nutter goes mad and you go, okay, so I'm going to have an amnesty. You can all give in your machetes and we won't be cross. Have yeah. it like that with the Royal Family DVDs. Wipe the thing out. Yeah. Awful. I mean, in about 60 years, everybody involved will be dead. And then it can just be forgotten. Because it's terrible. Fuck it. That one where they ate chocolate biscuits. Just mm. sitting there, and sounds of people That's eating penguin biscuits. It, it's what? It's apparently a masterclass in how to use the medium of television to convey. In what way? The camera doesn't do anything. You've got four people on a sofa, and Ricky Tomlinson sat on another one. Oh, so we're slowly panning. Is that is that a masterclass in television? Apparently. Bullshit. It's that, absolutely not. That was the scene they showed when they won the BAFTA for about the twelfth year. It makes me sick, this sort of thing, frankly. <laughs> it really does. I don't I do not understand it. I don't understand it. There's that one. Have you watched much of it? Oh, I watched them all when they were on. I I hated the one the one where they jumped oh. the shark was uh two thousand and eight or nine oh. where they took them out of the sitting room because that's the thing, isn't it? You can't you can't take such a wonderful wonderfully crafted piece <laughs> I'm just saying words now to upset it's people. awful these words look 
There's one I like where... it. No, you can't like it because I there's one. Like no, it. right, okay. What about the one where Ralph Little, as his character, so called, walks in, and then everyone's like, "Oh, what's that? Oh, someone's walked dog muck in." Yeah, it's great. It's not great. That sort it's, of that's... thing does happen. If it does, you don't talk about it. It's have not the a... sort of thing. You don't discuss it. Have you ever heard Billy Connolly on a Brad Brooks side? Go on. <laughs> Cheer so me Billy up. Connolly does a re, um, a routine. He does a bit in a, one of his shows years ago, and it's like, oh, put the toast on then. Oh, yeah. Got to get my van fixed. Oh, oh yeah. The toast will be done in a minute. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, the, re- the realism is fucking riveting. You know what I mean? Mm. It gets very... But it's it's kind of that thing. I think it's in the tradition of Pinter and John Osborne. And, Do you? Uh, have you no. watched any early Brookie recently? Because STV have been releasing it on YouTube. So every Wednesday, I think it is, they put another week's worth of Brookie out. And everyone's mm. like, oh, sound can watch fucking Brookie. And all that sort of nonsense. It's awful. It's like... Oh, ah, yeah. Brookside. Nothing happens. Dreadful. And everyone goes on about, oh, it was this amazing socialist thing that happened. It's shot on one camera on dodgy videotape that looks like it should have been used for making Lithuanian pornography on. And it starts with a tracking shot that lasts about two minutes with a milk van. Nothing happens. And that's so am I meant to go, theme. oh, that happens when my milkman comes round. I can relate to that. Oh, I don't want to relate to that. Fucking riveting. I don't want the realism of it. I want him to turn up and drop his milk off and go, which he failed to do this week on Monday. So you're watching him? Yes. Why? Well, just, you know, I... I... Spin it on. Get to the bit where Ron Dixon's cooker blows up. Yes. That was, it was good then. All right. It became sort of quite exciting there, late 90s. Well, I remember that they had a cult that moved in, but they also had a killer virus. And that's when... Yeah, they had a killer virus on the street. And it was Brian Murphy... Play it from, uh, you know, as in what, George Brian and Mildred. turned up in it? Brian turns up in it. Uh, in the, and you've got a couple of episodes before where he's sweating and he's not very well. And then he's in the close outside his car and someone's, you know, having, having a fucking go at him. And, <laughs> and then Brian collapses. <laughs> I've got to see this. It's amazing. And then they quarantine Brookside Close and there's an outbreak of some plague he's brought back from Africa. Oh, yes. Ah, but... No, it weren't a plague, but didn't Frankie Howard die of an illness he picked up whilst in South America or Africa or something? Do you not know that? It's more likely he picked something up in Morocco. Well, quite. Um, No, No, he picked up some respiratory virus when he was on uh, holiday or touring in South America or Africa, and that's what led to him dying. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Because they were doing that series, you know, Frankie's On weren't they? And it was like Frankie's on parade and he'd perform in front of members of the armed services or Frankie's on campus and he'd perform at the student union. Oh, I love that. And they did three... Frankie's uh, on campus. Oh, we wonderful. They, they made three of them and then the idea was they'd make another three and they didn't get to the other three because he died. And wasn't it... Now, wasn't it his death was announced the same day as Benny Hill but Benny Hill had died a few days before in front of his armchair and just died? I've got... And I know... I've still got it because I was clearing out the loft a few months, but I've got today. Do you remember today, Eddie Shah's mm. paper? 
Yeah, the first uh, the first newspaper that printed in colour. Yeah. Mm. For some reason, we switched from the Daily Post to that. Oh. Was it the Daily Post? The Liverpool Post? What was that? It was the Daily Post, wasn't it? Well, we all well, we took the Echo. We didn't do an evening paper. Okay. No. I that used was... to. I used to deliver them, and I loved an evening paper. I loved it. I didn't read it, but uh, I loved that. And Well, on a Wednesday, I, I used to look longingly at the ad in the back that said, Piano's 100 quid, mm. and that would mean three days of begging Mama yeah. for a piano. Yes. Mm, never got one. I got a Bon Tempe organ that Christmas, a little brown thing like that with two octaves on it. And All when right. you plugged it in, the airbag... I think we've talked about this before. The airbag would fill up, so you plug it in, turn it mm. on, it'd be like, and the notes would interrupt the airbag. It was like, and it was, but you could do oh. the family ness on it. Oh, you, know, the you beginning would be of able the, to. Yeah, because it was like bagpipes. Yeah. Oh, oh no, that's lovely. It evening lovely. papers, evening papers, I think, are a, a wintry thing, aren't they? I think when evening paper in November. I used to love delivering them, apart from there was an old man mm. on John's Avenue mm. who used to come out and shake his stick at me and complain about me being late. And I'm like, I've just got him from school, mate. I've just <laughs> got him from school, got me bag, gone to the shop, and here's mm. your paper. Oh, bloody I think that he just liked doing that. I think he probably did. I, I imagine could... I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, I could talk years. about paper rounds for an hour, so I better shut up now. Oh, no, no. I love that's... me paper rounds. Yeah, no, that's a lovely thing. I Cash could... on your hip. Well, there you go. I, I used mean, to I... earn 14 quid a week, right? But... When I was about 11 or 12. 14 quid. Can oh, you imagine? Because there, there was another lad, decent. David, summer or other, and he could mm. never be asked doing his paper round. The, he only did evenings and Saturdays. Right. And... Um, Sundays. So you did Monday, you did mornings and evenings. Yeah, yeah. Ah. So David Shaw ran the paper shop. Being an enterprising young chap, mm-hmm. um, he was. He, I was there when the lad said he was packing it in. Yeah, and I was like that. He was moaning, unreliable paper lads, duh, 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 and all this other stuff. I wish they were all like you, etc. Well, Mister Shaw, I'd be delighted to take on the. And he seemed quite. Um, <laughs> Surprised because probably brought laws about child labour. Mm. Um, if there were any, then if I there, doubt were, there any. were, but he let me have it, mm. and his paper round was nine quid. Oh, and I had another one at one point at George Shaw's as well. It was great. That that meant meant I could give me mum the money to rent a video recorder. There we go. Which meant recording Doctor Who. There you go. Oh yes, lovely. Well, I'll then, tell you what I could do at this point with a what? little segue. I, I can go via that into an evening paper. Here we go. Another. Okay. So the Daily Mirror, who very kindly employed me briefly in the 1990s, um, have released... Well, it's just... Here's the Daily Mirror, dear, except it's not just the Daily Mirror. The Daily Mirror have done a special edition of the Daily Mirror, which oh, is... right, okay. Uh, a 60 Years of Doctor Who uh, Daily Mirror. Three quid. This was. Um, I was going to pick you one up, and it's a gump, but there are more coming in, so I shall pick you one up this So week, it's dear. not the Daily Mirror, it's a special It edition. is. It, yeah, it's just. It's set out just like the Daily Mirror, 
all oh, sorts I of love stories. That photo. I oh yeah, I've seen that photo before. There are lo- oh Pertwee on the on the box uh, there. No, there's loads. Was that the BT adverts or summer? Or was it Vodafone? He was. Doing? I'm not entirely sure. You know, I there's a lovely him. one. There's a lovely he one did here. The advert with the X Files people for Vodafone. That's right, and he filmed it just off. Um, Bowl, not Bowl Street. What's that street? In Liverpool, with Which the one? pub in by. <laughs> Renshaw. No, no, it's off, 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 off um, the hill. Brownlow the, Hill. Where the pilgrim is, the pilgrim. Pilgrim Street. It's it's pilgrim. Oh, those Street. garages there. That's the garage. Is that there. the garage he walks out of? Yeah, and does okay. the Sonic on the door. That's that. But yeah, ah. no, this is lovely. So I filmed some... an advert just up from there for co-op. Did you? Yeah, you know that little shop that's old shop that's got grills over the window just on the corner. Oh co-op. yes. Yeah, yeah, they use that as a early co-op shop. I played a pioneer. Oh. Because co-op was started by pioneers. That's nice. I was once the face of uh, impotency in 20-year-olds for boots, you know. <laughs> Seriously. My mate Tom phoned me up and he said, oh, could you do this? And I'm like, yeah, whatever, don't mind. I'm in my 20s. And then I get there and it's like, was it erectile dysfunction in young men. It was just an internal video for boots. But really, got paid though. That's the main thing. Anyway, look at this. There's a lovely picture there. There's Tom Baker and Nick Courtney. Oh, terror of the uh, Zygon. There you go. So I will pick, and it goes all the way through it, from Hartnell through to the new stuff. So I will pick you that up. But I got jolly well done, the Daily Mirror. I'll keep my eye out and see if I can get one. Well, if you can't, I should be able to get you one. It's not as glossy as the 20th Radio Times, of course, but I think it's rather a nice thing to have, and it smells like a newspaper, which I like. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to the new stuff. I haven't watched it, well, since David Tennant, really. No, no. Because I didn't like David Tennant too much, and yet here I am looking forward to David Tennant coming back because he's kind of like, he's now, in in my head, he's like part of the classic series almost, because it's a long time ago. It's a very long time ago. How long is it? It's uh, 13, 14 years ago. But you were telling me the other day they've shot loads of it. and um, Oh, the new stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're well ahead. I'm really looking forward to the new series. When does that start? Next year? Uh, Right, so... Hang on, you've got uh, three, three specials, specials from November the 11th. That's the first one. Mm. And then it goes through finishing on the 25th, I think. Then you've got a month off. Then you've got a Christmas Day special. Wow. Is that then the new the, guy? Yeah, that's the new guy. Then you go into the new series in spring. But they've already shot all of that. And they had a little break. And now they're back shooting. So now, right now, they're shooting the Christmas special for 2024. And going straight into the series for 2025. Now, the rumour is... Yeah. Mm. I, I won't tell I, anyone. What No. What I think they're doing here is they're clearing space. Because obviously they want to do this big Hooniverse thing. Like like Disney oh, are doing yes. with Star Wars. Um, and outside these studios, there's a permanent external set. Which is a unit helipad. So wow, I think the idea is okay. let's get a load of who in the bags, free the studios up, make some of this stuff, then get back and do another few series of that. I think it's very well done. The, the forward planning on this. Oh, well, that good. fits in with uh, a concrete fact, which we were discussing the other day, doesn't it? It does, actually, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's nice. Na- it's a nice thing. Speaking so, yes, of nice so I got things. that. Yes, go on. Nice things. 
since mm. we last spoke back in uh, 1914 mm. or whenever it was lots of um, what have you had have you had anything nice? <coughs> you got out nice well i'm currently waiting for something but i'll i'll see if that's out for delivery at the minute i have um i can't show you the nice thing but i can show you the old thing uh, that i've i've replaced which is uh in this little box there it is there's the cartridge for the record player needed a new needle dear the belt um, went on mine the other day, like I said, yeah. Yeah, mad It that, must be it? the time of year record players are like, no, for winter, I require replenishing, please. Well, I wouldn't be at all surprised. I think that they are, they do have personalities, I think. Because they're I've all. got one, the belt goes on the outside. Oh. oh it's such a pain in the eyes. Oh, no, I was going to. Aesthetically, it looks nice. But then you've got to change it for certain things, haven't well, you? Well, it was put... off the other night, I thought, and it, it bloody snapped, man. Oh, had it? Yeah. Oh, no. And you know oh, what? Yeah. I'm like bloody candle lit everywhere. Oh, So I'm trying to get yeah. this damn thing on for 10 minutes and it's like, oh, it's broken. Oh, that's a shame. So yeah. um, get get that sorted because it's nearly winter. It's it's out for delivery. There we go. That's wonderful. Um, so I got that uh, and then I got myself um, I got myself a film as I continue a to... Film? Uh, a film? A film. As you got yourself a film. Yes, the Belfast gang on Why Don't You, as they would threaten me, saying, we've watched a film. Uh, ah, shit, film. my pants. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, I got a spot of the old Lars von Trier's Breaking the Waves. Have you seen Breaking the Waves? Nope. Um, it's Emily Watson. And I, I thought do it think was. Emily Watson, I think, is... A, oh, I love her. I she's think fantastic. She's a fan. You've still not seen Chernobyl, have you? No, I have. I have. I've watched oh. it now. Oh, how good? So good that I forgot it started by saying a Sky production at the beginning within a oh, minute. Oh, yeah, but I mean, they just probably paid the money and let people who know what they're doing crack on. I would imagine so, yeah. Oh, no, that's magnificent. Every bit of casting in it. What's the dude's name? Colm, the Scouse actor. Can't oh, you do know him? I think you actually know him, know him. Hang on, go on. Colm, isn't it? He's got a funny name like Colm. Yeah, I'm going to have to do a Google. Cheeky have a Google. Google anyway, so while you Google, so uh, Breaking the Way is Lars von Trier's. Uh, so it's a Lars von Trier's directed film, lovely, set in 1970s. Oh, okay. And it's his usual dark stuff that he likes to do. But uh, I've always loved Lars von Trier's since the whole Dogma 95 convention. Ah, what? Con, Con O'Neill. Oh, Con O'Neill. Yes. He's got There'll curly be... hair in it. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. St I mean, everybody in it is, is wonderful. Absolutely, mate. But, uh, yeah, Lars von Trier, since he did that film, The Idiots. Remember when he went through that yeah. phase of everything had to be filmed in one take, with no script, natural light, natural sound. And so he does that where people go to a commune and they can uh, become idiots, let idiot turn. Yeah. And live out their life that way, I think. That, well, they refer to it in the film as spazzing out, I believe. Um, but and it, it does have one scene, which is a bit so interesting, dear, because yeah. it's eighteen, 18 rated film, available in HMV, etc., etc., with just a minute or so of full hardcore pornography. Okay, which I wasn't expecting, because I thought BBFC ratings. I thought Europeans. That, 
Well, that's what I'm thinking. Are they making an exception? Because they know the only people who'd watch a Dogma 95 film about this would be people who are well-educated and wouldn't get cross. Yeah. I think so, because it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, of course, I am able to tolerate pornography, the Victorian attitude, but what about the poor people? There we go. A poor bit people like wouldn't how... buy that. Absolutely. Now, it's a bit like how on Radio 4... Before nine o'clock, you know, on the 6.30 comedy, you can say shit. Well, yes, it's for people who understand it contextually. It's fascinating, isn't it, that we still have that sort of... Oh, God. That hangover. It's the English way, isn't it? It You know what I mean? Someone should bring the whole nation chai to help it with its hangover. I agree. agree. Did you get anything nice this Yeah, I got lots and lots. Did we cover a season 20 box set? Mm-hmm. We did. I think so. It's been a while since we've managed to get here. I think so. I think so. Anyway, you've watched bits of it. I've watched bits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful stuff. Oh, um, so where do I start then, seeing as Ooh. we've done season 20? Right, so uh spent a beautiful weekend in Dorset last did. weekend. Yes. Um, and there's a lovely part of it called the Rope Walks in Bridport. Mm. There's a lovely part... Um, the called um, the rope walks, and there's loads of. It's like, uh, do you remember years ago where it's that usual thing where former industrial area is uh, colonised by hippies and artists and beatniks, that yes. sort of person. Yes. It's like the yeah. kind of places that in the nineties every city and town had. Mm. But as usual, you know, the planners get a handle on this and they're like, oh, so we've got our developed shiny shopping centres. But there seems to be a lot of people going to these little enclaves, these artistic enclaves. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I know what we'll do. We'll flatten them, put housing there, and then all those people can live in this lovely... And they could live in that lovely hippie enclave if you haven't flattened it and put houses on it. Yes. And the one I went to last weekend is currently under threat of that. Oh, God. And that's what they do, isn't it? Artists move into an area make it really vibrant and interesting and cool. Mm. Um, and then the money men, oh, what are you doing over there? Oh, well, okay. We'll take it from here. Yeah. Well, it's like with Liverpool, isn't it, where you used to have all of those mad little shops, the tobacconist shop, or all those shops around Quiggins that I spent so long in, gone. And they've yeah. got Liverpool 1 on top of it. I can't find my way around that place. Oh, I can't stand it. I don't go there ever. No, oh God, no. I've been twice, but I got lost each time because I'm like, I know HMV is there and then HMV would move. It's like a fucking labyrinth. It was dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't like it. No. No, Modernity for the sake of it. Because all I can see that we can crow about with that, wasn't it briefly the largest shopping centre in Europe? So we've got the largest one. So what? what? About that, yeah, it didn't last very long. Then somewhere in Belgium or somewhere, no, it's us now. So probably well, something fries. Qu- we had Quiggins, yeah, and then if you recall, so you had Quiggins here, mm. and then on Concert Square, you used to have that Trading Post Cafe on the corner, and that building mm. was full of all that gear. So that was, was like a, another Quiggins, and then above the, the, I remember the band The Farm had their offices because they once mm-hmm. came out. Keith, whatever his name is, out the farm came out, and I was pulling down. Do you remember that farm poster with the sheep in the kickers? 
Yes. And flares and stuff. Yes, yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't understand they were just saying, Oh, you're all sheep who are dressing like the Manchester bands and that mm. but there I was in my Manchester gear. <laughs> like, you know, the typical sheep on the poster. Pulling yes. the damn thing down and he came out, Hey mate, they cost us whatever and but I was like, ah! <laughs> but, but because I was 16 or something and I hadn't figured out that oh actually you know yeah. this does cost money and yes. there is a purpose to spending that money it's to advertise their anyway yeah so well, he absolutely. then uh, said, hey do you want a cup of tea so I was like yes and uh, he took me up to the office and uh, I was like I thought I was because I was still in school head yeah do you get absolutely. what I mean it was 16 yeah. I was still at school I think and um, we went up to their offices and uh, gave me a cup of tea and like a poster. And they're like, all right, lads, and all this. It was just, it was like, wow, this is boss. That and is they were cool. All, yeah, yeah. They were all, Keith Mullen, I think his mm. name is out on the farm. Um, but the tone that came over my shoulder, the school teachery tone. Hey, lad, what are you doing with that? That's ours. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted one for me wall, but they gave they gave me one, and they gave me loads of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Oh, really yeah. nice, neat, really nice guys. No, it was lovely. That was a I lovely met area. The farm. Met yeah. the farm. There you go. It's a lovely area. I mean, and Trading Post Cafe. I mean, do I you remember have... it? Homerty oh, Pie. I remember it. I also Big remember slaps. that if you if you needed to, uh, uh, not that I did, but if anybody ever needed to obtain any hashish, mm, other boys. Th- they just they just they would just go in there and done i didn't know that bit oh yes oh yes i frequented um that area quite this is a lot. what rich people knew then all oh, right not I for see. the oi polloi no not for you you couldn't uh, cope with such no things. you could go upstairs to sir and yes. be told <laughs> off yes the farm will shout at you whilst we're down here yeah yeah um, <laughs> that homerty pie <gasps> Big oh yes, slabs of like and spud did, and cheese and tomato. That's it. But there was a, there was shredded cabbage with it. I remember the shredded cabbage, but all gone. All and, gone. Uh, if you remember in uh, Manchester, there was Afflex. Mm-hmm. It was a very similar setup. Mm-hmm. That whole mm-hmm. complex, farmer industrial area that they did yes. Um Anyway, so I went there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I got this rather jolly thing. Oh, I like that. And this had like um. Uh, for the for the listeners, it's kind of like a glass tray in the shape of a leaf. So it, yeah. yeah, beautiful it's thing, isn't it? An auburn colour. That's yes, beautiful. auburn colour. Uh, or a rhapsody in bronze. It's the autumn. Uh, it's like yes. an autumnal leaf. It is. Um, and it says here eight quid. Now there right. are a load of um, like necklacey things in it. Oh, yeah. So I said to the chap, I was like, "Is this fell off one of the necklaces, or is this eight quid?" You know. Hmm. Uh, and he, he picked it up and he was like, oh, no, it's eight quid. I think eight quid for that's great. There'll be I antiques so. people watching this going, oh, rubbish, it's worth 50 pence. But oh, I yeah. like it. Oh, um, I think so, yeah, it's uh, lovely. And I will put, like, potpourri and stuff. Like <laughs> I, w- I See, will. No, no, this is lovely because I, I've heard recently that there is this new thing amongst middle-class housewives for hmm. decorating the house for autumn. And you're simply joining the trend there. That's, I love say, ahead of the cave, lad. Like, there like with go. the farm. But I've got another one. <laughs> oh, I, my I think God. it's because I'm from an area predominantly dominated by the glass industry, maybe. And, I, you know, I'm obsessed with old bottles. And Absolutely, with the stuff. old Pilkingtons. And... Yeah, Pilkingtons, United Glass. Yeah. There must have been dozens of factories in the old days. So mm. I got 
this, which is a lovely piece of glassware. Isn't that oh. gorgeous? Look at that. So for the listeners, so it's yeah. a bowl? Yeah, it's like a bowl, but with... But it's got feet. Yeah, they're like little... Oh, actually, they look like something quite frightening. Well, they look like testes hanging down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we won't dwell on that. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, it's like variegated, isn't it? It's kind of like a sort of pinky brown at the bottom and it's opaque. Yeah. Now I could explain the <laughs> I could explain the process. Anyway, with a tea light that'd be lovely. Moving swiftly on. No, I got I got so is that what the top half though, away from the away from the Tessies? Yeah, it's like so, opaque. Yeah, that's it. But it's it's like a smoke effect, isn't mm, it? How that's a that? very, very clever piece of glass making that. Well, yeah, I mean, how the hell created that? Well, it's all to do with uh, exposing it to water and temperature and tempering. Well, the same with testicles, isn't it? Right. So, <laughs> react in the same are you saying way. about a bollocks bowl? <laughs> it does look like a bollocks bowl. No, it doesn't. You see, that's just your mind, that. So you or if a... you're in biology class, that's what the little sperm look like on the animation. But do go on. Do go on. It's is it from is it something that would have been used by a gynecologist in the nineteen thirties <laughs> to put things in by any chance? Uh, it may have been. An Italian one, I'm guessing. From An Italian the, one. From the um, Oh, you'd welcome him in, wouldn't you, with his Well, I'm gonna put waves. a tea tea light in it anyway. Okay. So there's that. Anyway, what else I got from there? Go on. I got them both here. I went in the um Led by Simon, I went in, I think it was the Oxfam shop, though, which is in a beautiful double-fronted Victorian building. Honestly. It's got... Have you been to Bridport? Never it's been to Bridport. quite well-known. I, I haven't. It's I haven't been to Dorset for about 30 years. Dorset. Mm. Lovely, isn't it? It's oh, like Hampshire, but yeah. a little bit more so. Yes. That's yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Um, so on the market there, all gas and gators... Uh, for a pound. Is that a three-disc set or something? No, it's two discs. Oh, right. But it's every surviving episode. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Robertson Her? Yes. Is a treat. <laughs> and, and like, it's like you've got to count how long it is before he's gone for the sherry. Mm. When he comes oh, in. Robertson Her in that is magnificent. He's got that Eric Chitty thing going on. Yeah. Um, but... but if he gets a laugh on a line... He repeats oh, yeah. the line. <laughs> yes, it's brilliant. It's like have another one of them. Yeah. Oh, it's it's wonderful. That's a lovely old tradition, you know. That used to yeah, happen yeah, yeah. Uh, in theatre, and it goes right the way back to the Elizabethans. Because what they would do is, no, I think it was maybe more the Georgians who developed this thing. For they would go downstage and give their speech, their Hamlet, and the audience would go <laughs> and lose their shit over this speech. So the actor would. Give them the Hamlet all over again. The whole speech. Uh, the whole speech again. So it's a, a similar thing to that. You know, if you've got the laugh, let's get the laugh again. I, I oh, love he's that. absolutely lovely, isn't he, Robertson? Her. What mm. a smashing performance. I mean, they are. I mean, um, I never really got Nimmo, to be honest with you. He's just Nimmo, isn't he? And everything. You know what I mean? He's Derek Nimmo. Yeah, he's an interesting one, isn't he? I think when you hear him on just a minute, there's a real, there's an aggression when he's playing. If, especially when Williams gets into playful mode, Ken Williams really starts arsing about and things like that. Nemo gets quite sharp, no, not no, in a keep, Clement keep Freud it on way. Track. Keep it on track. It's that sort of thing. It's like, no, I'm taking charge yeah. at that point. Whereas Peter Jones is just being lovely. Oh, Peter Jones is fantastic. 
Yes. Absolutely. But so no, Robertson Hurt. Robertson w- Hurt. Just worth buying for him. I mean, I suspect anything that you can find which stars or features Robinson Hur made after 1950 will be that character and he'll just oh, play totally everything that just like that's that. his shtick in it mm. <clears throat> but as a sort of you know um lovable old darling priest who likes a, a drop of sherry mm-hmm. and it's just like he's constantly getting another sherry yeah you know what i mean yeah Oh, it's um, it's the first episode called "The Bishop Rides Out," if memory yeah, serves. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, the third it's... one on the discs, at any rate, they're making a TV show with uh, Lemez as the director. Mm-hmm. Have you got them? Um, I've got copies. I haven't got the set. I'd love the set. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. I might have a look. I'll on keep set. an eye out for you, mate. Yeah. Um, and I got this. Uh, sorry, I got that off the market. Lovely street market in the mm. in front of two beautiful venues. Uh, which we must uh, look at as potential, um, you know, uh, places to go and play. Uh, There's the Arts Centre, which is gorgeous, and the Electric Palace, which is all Art Deco. And it's intact. Oh, I like the sound of that. Then opposite the the Electric Palace, cross the road, through a little ginnel, Mm. and then you're out onto, you cross a car park, and then you're out to the Arts Centre, which, like I say, is apparently going to get flattened for new housing and you've got all them old rope walks you know you know how they make made rope have we had this conversation i didn't know until last weekend i've seen it on blue peter so we haven't had this conversation but i remember it being demonstrated by leslie judd i think but do explain yeah the wonderful wonderful people we were staying with um explained uh our rope was made i didn't have a clue so apparently a rope a length of rope, the Royal Navy would not accept anything less than a fathom. Hmm. Right? Uh, so they had to be made. It could be spliced after a fathom, but right. otherwise no. So the reason rope walks and rope Would that be because it weakened the structure yeah. of the actual... Right, okay. Yeah, the integrity was compromised. Yeah. So this is why rope walks and rope sheds, because mm. I think we have rope walks in Liverpool, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, That's why they were so long, because they yeah. had to be made a fathom long. So you'd uh-huh. have matey at one end, you know, splice, splice making rope, mm. and they had to go the whole fathom length along the quayside. And, that's, and then that's, you can loop it then round. You could Yes, then you can splice it yeah. and make another fathom. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. That's bizarrely, like, the reasons for... Not editing videotape in the sixties, isn't it? Because every splice would weaken the integrity of the of the actual yeah. tape. Well, you don't want it falling apart during transmission. I mean, well, ideally on. not. No. Imagine no. that as the That'd bloody seller tape. Oh. oh, I'm sure it happened. Oh, it did happen. There's some lovely examples on YouTube of of when they're showing stuff off film. Of it, just the actual film, just suddenly you know you get that flare up, and then you see the side of the film, and then. Oh, uh, sorry, Star Trek seems to have uh, gone into <laughs> deep space there. Here's some music till we can get them back. It's, yeah, they oh, were proper days then. Lovely. They that reminds proper. me of uh, something else I got. Um, which, again, the Last curse... Last from Bridport and then... Oh, oh, do go on. I do got go that on. out the Oxfam, the man who would be king, sealed for a pound. Don't know it. Rudyard Kipling, Michael Caine. Oh, right. Sean Connery. Yes, okay. Chris, Chris Plummer. Um, I like Christopher Plummer. 
We'll brass it out like we always have. Ramrods up the jacksies. That's something. You know how, you know, Christopher Plummer's in, of course, The Sound of Music. Hmm. Right? They've just found the recordings of him actually singing those songs because he was overdubbed Mm -hmm. uh, for the songs. Like for Edelweiss, he's overdubbed. And they found from the studio floor, recorded live, the original sounds of Christopher Plummer singing these songs. So they're doing a big re-release later this year for the sixth... uh, No, not it's next year in preparation for the 60th anniversary of Sound of Music. And on the Blu-ray, you'll be able to select who you want to hear singing throughout the film. Wow. Amazing. And he's got a good voice, but he he doesn't have the, the, the give that they needed, that strength. You know, he's a singer. He's an actor who can sing rather than a singer. But I think there's when I listen to it, that Edelweiss, which is a beautiful song. Oh, it's lovely, Vince Hill. But there's a there's a fragility to it mm. when he's singing it because he on some of the notes, maybe he's not taking enough breath or his voice just cracks towards the end slightly, and there's an honesty. So I think I'm going to be buying the sound of music, dear. To well, hear Noel that. Coward in that Frost interview where he gets to the piano and he can't hit the high notes. He's singing songs he's been singing for forty years at that point, mm. but it's that fragility for me. It's just beautiful. Oh, it's absolutely it, it, It's like, oh, I'm telling you, some of them, mm. well, I was almost moved to tears. I don't oh. mind telling you. No, not at all. It's absolutely beautiful. That's just a yeah. lovely 40 minutes. And, and that lovely thing where it's been filmed in colour film with a, with a big camera next to the original camera. Mm. So you're not quite seeing what would have been seen. It's like watching it through a slight filter, which I love as well. Is that yeah, it's nice. You can feel the time between us and it because of the way it was filmed. It's it's a beautiful bit of work. Yeah, love that. Better get hmm. to your thing. Oh, um, well, things. Um, things. Yeah. I, I, I fell. I fell victim again to the big finish website. Yeah, I did. I bought that thing. Did you thought, buy it? I bought it. I thought, great, I can download it now and listen to it. But you can only download it with an app, can't you? You can't listen to it on your computer. Oh, no, you can. You can download it to your computer. Well, you've yeah. gone offline. So Ooh, I'm I tired by that out. point. Um, well, anyway, are you getting the CD as well? Yes. Right, Same that'll price. take... Oh, yeah. That'll take between 12 hours and three weeks to turn up. There's no way of telling, but we'll no, talk about it. No, it says it depends on the stock. Absolutely, but we'll talk about when that arrives. However, some stock that they had they wanted to get rid of um, were these. So they're uh, BBC CD sets of the Target novels being read. Mm. Um, so uh, there are four CDs in each. So The Massacre, read by Peter Purvis. I love Peter Purvis doing uh, readings because he puts on a continuity announcer voice. Which is, so everything's got this particular way of being said later, after Nationwide. That sort of thing. He does that. The other two are Galaxy 4 and the Space Museum, but they're read by Maureen O'Brien. Maureen O'Brien, who is not a woman I would ever want to have an argument with, because she'd just win. Yes. Fiercely intelligent. An amazing actress. So they turned up, and they'll be getting a bit of a listen. Uh, Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, there are a few nice things. There's something up for delivery right now. Is it Not nice? here yet. It's very nice. It's um, it's a book. Uh, it's a book called um, The Old Weird Albion. It's quite a well-known book when it comes to um, psychogeography 
and that sort of thing, written by Justin Hopper. And it's basically his travels through that landscape of the of the south coast, through all the ancient bits and pieces down there. Um you know, which date back but all of this stuff from the Dark Ages. So it's sort of a poetically inspired landscape survey. Sounds like that um is it in search of England? He did in search of Scotland, he did uh, Morton. I bought it the other week. I, I don't meant to know get that you one. a copy as well because they're like one pound seventy or something, you oh. know, on eBay. Yeah. Yeah, he did in search of Scotland, in search of England, in search of Ireland, and he just travelled round and it was all the stories he was told and the landscape and stuff like that. I think oh. it's someone like uh, hang on a minute, I'll tell you it is. Go on. Uh in search of someone Morton from memory. H V Morton. H V Morton. H V Morton. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well worth a look. I'm well aware, of course, my, of Michael Woods with his um, In Search of the Dark Ages and series like that. That's a beautiful series. Yeah. Uh, 1979, all shot on film, but with the Radiophonic Workshop providing incidental music. And yeah. they're just losing it on the keyboards, having fun. Oh, it's gorgeous. Stuff. Who's the fat chap who used to go around in the Morris Minor? He's fantastic. Looking at architecture? Yeah. Ian Nern. Love him. Ian Nern, who would get so angry sometimes, you know, passionately. Yeah. But what they're doing, they're destroying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lovely one where he's... He the does, beer festival. The beer festival. The disgust on his face at these people. And he shoves one of them out the way for oh, getting yeah. him shot. Out you yeah. go. The big oh. beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, he liked to drink, didn't he, Ian Nern? He, he loved to drink. I think that's why he only lived till 54, unfortunately. No. Yep. So in when them you, shows, he's not even 50-odd. When you see him in the in that one in the beer keller where he shoves the man across... He's 32. He's about 34, 35. He's not. He is. He really is, mate. He must have done all the paper rounds. Oh, he did all the beer, certainly. It's like, mm. oh. I mean, there's a there's a wonderful documentary about him on YouTube. Should put a link on the Twitter. Mm. Uh, or whatever the fuck it's called this week, thanks, Elon Musk. Um, but... Where he's um, Twitter not does Twitter dot com not take you there anymore? It probably does, but now it's right. X. Is it X dot com? X dot com. Wow! And it looks right. like a gentleman's lap dancing club. The little logo. I bet that cost him some money. That'll have oh. been registered donkeys years ago. Oh, apparently somebody else had the Twitter handle X dot com, and it just got taken over. <laughs> Man. <laughs> No, you can have some money then. It's mine it's probably now. in the t- it's probably in the T's and C's that that they can just have your thing off. Well, it probably is now. I don't know if it was when Twitter was invented and it was all let's be lovely and shove daisies up our asses and things. I doubt it was the case then. Is that lovely? Probably. I imagine it's when it happened at Woodstock. Yeah, they did. There you go. Totally. They definitely did that sort of thing. Hundred percent. But uh, uh, yeah, so the old weird Albion. Should be arriving. Um, and I've dug out my Belbury Polly LP. Oh, so I think when God, that turns great. up, oh, they are wonderful. A couple of couple of chapters of that and some Belbury Polly. Yeah, Simon's got me so into them. I'm going to have to buy... They apparently do reissues mm, uh, they every do. now and then because the yeah. originals are like silly money. Oh, they are, yeah. But uh, go on, get the Bandcamp app, because when when vinyls are released, that's where they're released that's through. That's where you find it out. And you suddenly sort of 250 copies. Yeah. Ooh, oh, quick. you've got to grab them out. Is it, is it Ghost Records? Ghost Box. 
Ghost Box. Ghost yes. Box Records. That's it. Oh, they are fabulous. Superb. Absolutely love them. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's the hauntological and the uh, parageography. That's where all that sort of combines. Psychogeography. That all combines in that sort of music and this sort of writing. And a great big angry man shoving someone out the way in a beer keller. That's all you need. Ah, uh, love that guy. Oh, he's he's fantastic. Nerd Across Europe is a great yes. series. Oh. Yes. There's another one where he does the Orient Express. Ian uh, Nern on the Orient Express. And it's basically, so you've got all the trappings of the Orient Express. And it looks beautiful. This is the early 70s on the Orient Express. Proper. And there's Nern, just in his suit, like he always is. <laughs> with his hat and everything. Like, oh, this is bloody awful. Storming down the Orient Express. Oh, it's fantastic. It's wonderful stuff, mate. I love Fantastic. There's a great uh, episode of Thriller set Mm. on a train with uh, T.P. McKenna. Oh, I love T.P. McKenna. Oh, he's fantastic in this. Mm. Very angry, very grumpy, Mm. very Mm. like your chap. That's what we want. We want people who are cross and shouting in boardrooms. That's all I need. So what have you got that's tangible that you've got there to show us? Um, I think we might be coming... No, that's basically... Oh, well, I... I did pick up for a quid, still sealed as well, um, just um, an Ealing comedy, um, mm. Brandy for the Parson. I picked this up for a quid. Oh, I remember that. Um, so Kenneth Moore's in it. You can't go wrong with Kenneth Paltry. Moore. Love Kenneth Moore. Um, so, yeah, that's... Um, Alfie Bass. Yes, Charles Hawtrey, as you say. Alfie Bass is I'd love. Uh, you've got to say Alfie Bass in a Barry Cryer voice, haven't you? Yes. There's, there's Kenneth Moore, Charles Hawtrey, and Alfie Bass. You know, you, you, I love the way Cryer say Alfie Bass. Yeah. <laughs> Alfie Bass was wonderful. Oh, and Sheila Stiefel, he said that well. Sheila Stiefel and Alfie oh. Bass. <laughs> Loved him. Yes, um, wonderful man. But uh, no, there's a few nice things arriving this week. I mean, it continues that at some point I sleep uh, subscribed to Private Eye, so I'm now getting Private Eye every other Wednesday through the post, which is... I do like Private Eye. Twilight purchases. Mm. Midnight buying frenzies. Well, yes. Oh, I. I bought usually... Blake 7 last night. There you go, but it's not usually a magazine subscription. That's a new one. Hey, but, that's, the, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year round. Well, it absolutely is. I, I put it to myself because I thought, I, I want that. And I thought, ooh, but I want this other thing. I thought, no, you're having it. I had to have a real word with myself and mm. convince myself. But I managed. Well, you do. I mean, I, I, I also got last week, and I don't think it's here in Bridport, is it? Yeah, I did get it. It's here. The last thing I got out of the Oxfam shop yeah, uh, for a quid was the Bride's Head Revisited soundtrack. Now, that is a very lovely thing. Do you think so? Have I, I done, think have so. I, have I chose wisely, though? <sighs> yes, you have. And um, for a quid. A quid? You're not leaving it there for that, are you? You can't leave it there. I've got Bride's Head Revisited on the, uh, on the pile, on the two-watch pile, because I picked the DVD box set up for a quid. So, uh, pardon me, so I shall nice. be watching. Yeah, so I shall be definitely uh, having some of that. No, that's a lovely soundtrack. Well, Simon picked us some albums up as well, Mm. if Simon's listening, uh, from his local charity shop. And there's a couple for yourself and a couple for me. So for you, you have some nice things, is Memories of Steam. Oh! Which I don't know. um, You do like these. Recorded and compiled by Kenneth Granville Atwood. 
as it should. He compiled my album of the sounds as well. That's probably why he picked it up for you. Oh, thank you, Simon. Now, we've got a wild card here for you. I'm not sure if you want this. Uh, But it's even got... I'll show you what it's got. Simon studiously and assiduously peeled back the charity shop label and found a glorious label underneath, but more of that shortly. Um, So, anyway, if you don't want it, I'll have it. Oh, oh I do you? want that. Yes. The Flight now of the then. Condor. Now then. Flight ah, of the Condor. Let me show you what he's uh, Go carefully uh, got for you. Can you see it? Is it showing up? I can't. I haven't got my glasses, dear. WH Smith. <gasps> sticker. £5.49, cold oh. nine. And it's a proper uh, contemporaneous sticker. Oh, because when you were saying before about, you know, being happy with your 14 paper rounds and all that sort of thing, I still say to this day that <laughs> I'd be very happy working in a WH Smith's. Oh, hi. I'd love that. Yeah, of course. I don't want to do any other retail. Can I make that very clear? But Especially if Smith's... you were that sort of middle-aged woman who was like the commandant oh, yeah. in WH Smith's. And she'd have the Molly Slocum style outfit Glasses on. Yes. on the chain. Yes. And they'd have a big, thick book in Smith's. That's sh- right. They'd look through it and see if they could get it, yeah. If you wanted to order a tape or something, yeah. they'd go through, yeah. Oh, yes. Then were and the they... days, old son. Filling out the form, and then about two weeks it'd take. Oh, it was lovely. And if she said anything to, you know, Tracy, mm. who was the trainee, Tracy would... <laughs> oh, just, yeah. Just do it. Absolutely. You. Oh, I miss those people. Well, he got me a couple anyway. Uh which you'd probably want as well, but sorry, dear. No. Uh, got that one, and it's magnificent. Oh, good. I'm glad you oh, got it. Oh, lovely stuff. That's Kenneth lovely. Williams, the best of rambling Sid. Oh. I, I just uh, grunt fetuk and uh, yes. what is it? A card wangler. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sp- this one. Oh, Spike 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 with, with Jeremy, Jeremy Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Does it say an adult entertainment on the front? Does it say an adult entertainment live at Cambridge University? Yes. Needless to say, I shall digitise and send you a copy. Oh yes, yes, please. Who's Jeremy Taylor then? Do we know yet? Or I think so. I think that he was someone he used to work with. Hang on, we'll have a look. We'll have a little Google. Okay, let's have a little look. Uh, Jeremy Taylor. Oh. <laughs> It's not him. Jeremy Taylor, 1613 to 1667, was a cleric in the Church of England who achieved fame as an author during the Protectorate of Oliver Cromwell. Probably not the same chap. Here we go. Television producer and science writer. That's got to be him, hasn't it? Well, it could be, I suppose. I suppose it doesn't have to be. No, it doesn't have to be. Have you put a Spike Milligan in with it as well? Nothing? Discogs, etc. Oh, okay. Just the just that album, really. Um, doesn't it uh, tell you on the thing who he was? I don't know. Uh, probably not. It doesn't look like it's extensive sleeve notes. Spike wishes to thank Ronnie Scott for the use of a couple of gags. Oh, Recorded at uh, Lady Mitchell Hall, Cambridge University, December second, nineteen seventy three. Oh, that's in the right shop, that, isn't it? Date-wise. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's proper. That is proper. Transplant Calypso. 
um, well. Be worth a listen when you get your belt fixed, dear. I will. I'll have that done today. When I've uh, moved some concrete slabs. You've got to do manual labour, haven't you? I have. I quite enjoy it, though. You know what I mean? I know. Because um, I'm a weirdo. Uh, and I also got, because of you, There Paul we go. Michael, yes. The, the Blu-ray of Hammer House of Horror. You cost me a small fortune. I know. Uh, but you conned me as well. Oh, there's only two left. It's like there's a bloody warehouse full of them. If Amazon, if Amazon say there's only two left, what am I to do? If, if Why should I assume Jeff Bezos is lying to me? You're to put me under pressure and send me gifts of John Inman. And tell <laughs> me that if I don't buy it, then that's you're me. him. Yes, that's, that's right. right. But, right, so I bought, and I'm, I'm, it's away for Christmas, not getting it yet, and I'll have forgotten by then, the Give Us a Clue box set. Dreadful. No, not dreadful. Not dreadful. Yes, dreadful. There's a hundred editions of it or so on there of uh, of Give Us a Clue. Um, and then I got that one, and now there's only two left, and the price has gone up a bit. And that's a network release. That's going to be rare. Is it that's about be 200 rare. discs? Um, I think it's, it's a 20. It's it? about yeah. 20 discs. No, I, I mean, I did. What I used to love about Give Us a Clue was the step with carpet all the mm. way around. Oh, yeah. I love that. My Auntie Pam has got a. Uh, a living room. I tell you what, <clears throat> a proper 70s sitcom living room. Really? She's got. Yeah, you walk in there, right? Honestly, this exists. Okay. You walk in there. On your left ear is a full wall unit, 70s style, full of, like, bollocks bowls and all kinds of stuff. Then, right, yeah. the room is sunken after a big step. I don't mean a big drop. I mean, it goes out a fair way. Yeah. Right? So there's a step down. To the left of it is a mini bar. Right? This is all intact. I swear oh. to you. Right? Because my uncle Al worked for uh, ICL, International Computers Limited. Right. And lots of money. Yeah. The sunken bit, right? The sofas go all the way around and are integrated. Honestly, I, I went there... Uh, about 10 years ago, because I'd never been, because they live over, live, well, my auntie Pam's still alive, over in Chesterfield. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd never been there. And when we went, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll go in the sitting room, Ducky, you know, we'll have our tea in there. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, grab the tray and all this other business, you know, because uh, she must be in her 90s now, 80s then. Mm. So I'm taking the tea through, and we, I nearly dropped the tray when I saw the room. Oh. Because all the ceiling along each edge has got like teak panels and the and the lighting's recessed. Honestly, it was like something out of butterflies or something like that. I was it's, just like, I mean, all I can think at the moment is you could get to the edge of the step and you could jump and land on your back on the sofa all nonchalantly, and then it just makes me think this sounds like Gareth Hunt's living room in yeah, 1977. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, oh. it, honestly, I couldn't believe it because all people had that stuff ripped out donkeys years ago. Mm. But it it was immaculate, so obviously, well, why would you change it? This oh, is it's cool. like a set from the brothers. That well, she said to me, you know, we never use this room, and I'm like. I would be in here all the time. Oh. But there was an old telly in there. We watched, you won't approve, match of the day. No. I was into footy at the time. Mm. I know. I know. I know. We all live and learn. We do. And then as yes. my nan used to add, then we die and we forget it all. <laughs> um, um, so, uh, mm. yeah. I, I've never seen anything other than on telly 
Mm. And even on telly, you think, oh, they just used the Give Us a Clue set as summer. It's just That's a set. It, yeah. There. yeah. You know, people did live like that. And the back, the, and the back of the room is all a big plate glass window. You know, I really sliding it doors, be. sliding yeah. doors. And then you've got like Chesterfield countryside as far as you can see. Oh, this mate. sounds nice. Oh, totally nice. And that, um, you know, that teak that goes all along the edges with the mm. lighting yeah, obviously yeah. continues above the doors as well. And the do uh, the window and the doors are, you know, they open under it and stuff. Very nice. And That's a proper, like, UFO table in the middle. <laughs> oh, and it's still like that now. Still like that, yeah. And oh. she never uses the room. She only goes in there to dust be lovely to have a room that you just add there's dust wouldn't it well it's a bungalow but it's one of them that's massive really spread out R loads of it you know yeah yeah loads of bungalow loads oh, of bungalows yeah. me sheila stufel alfie bash <laughs> um and it's wonderful mm. i must ring her i must ring yeah, her up absolutely see if it's available for filming oh well, yes well i go over there easters and christmas and see her you know she's I'm stuck sure. out there on her own so, yes you know what i mean and there's always scones and tea and stuff like that. Oh, it's proper. She's oh, proper. That does sound amazing nice. woman. Yeah. Amazing woman. Her mum died when she. Oh, I shouldn't tell people this. But anyway, her mum died when she was a kid, and she, as a little kid, brought up her brothers. God, <laughs> Whilst the dad. What's that tea we've got in the staff room? What chai, probably. No, no there's um, a, a box of posh tea. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever that know. company is, they sell it door to door. And her dad was off doing that. All right then, I'm uh, I'm six. I'll bring up two children. That's not like the criminals who come to the door and try and sell me dusters, though. Oh no no no! This is uh, this is a very they supply tea to the queen. Oh. And um, and so you have an arrangement with them. You know what I mean? You'll have ordered it, and Chapel come round, very suited and booted. Oh, okay. he still comes and brings it to brings it to her house. Bloody hell, and to think I miss having the pop man come down with all the different mm -hmm. fizzy drinks you could get yeah. from the back of his wagon. Yeah. I, d I don't know what the... Ca I can't remember, but we've got a box of them. Oh. I right. presume they were yours. No, not mine, but they're about to become. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you'll steal them. Oh, have a little sample, yes. Well... Mm. I've got to go and shift some concrete slabs. You absolutely have, dear, yes. I do. Um, mm. So I think that just about, just about wraps it up. I think so. Yes. Um, so, okay, well, we hope you all enjoyed whatever that was, and mm. we hope you all have a lovely week at home. We do. And so, until the next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>